Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we dive into a discussion about the future of the Buccaneers. But first, Matt Valdivinos did a three-round 2021 mock draft, and his positioning for the Buccaneers is pretty interesting. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story comes from ProFootballNetwork.com where draft analyst Matt Valdivinos did a three-round 2021 NFL mock draft. And, David, there, uh, there was some interesting things regarding not only the mock draft itself, but the draft position for the Buccaneers. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I saw, I saw this article come across my, my feed there on Twitter uh, Sunday night, and I decided to save it. I bookmarked it. I, I saved I actually sent the link to myself on Facebook Messenger because I said, well, you know, it's a three-round mock draft. It's it's August of 2020, so it's obviously way too early to start talking seriously about mock drafts in, in you know, 2021 or the 2021 NFL draft, especially with so many things up in the air. Like, I don't know, is the NFL even going to be able to finish a season that some people still aren't sure they're actually going to start? Uh, but, you know, I wanted to save it for later because I know what it's like to do mock drafts. So to see that Matt went through and did a three-round 2021 NFL mock draft of all 32 teams was like, you know what? This, this guy put in the effort and the time to do this work. I'm going to give him the time to read it because I respect the mock draft hustle. Uh, so I went, to, went ahead and read it. And, guys, it was, it was more interesting than I expected, to be quite honest with you. First and foremost, James, uh, well, actually, it started at the top. So everybody wants to know who's going to have a number one pick, right? Well, according to Matt, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And what they you do with that number one overall pick is they select Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. So giving up on the Gardner Minshew experiment after one full season, apparently of, of him being a starter, because apparently it doesn't go very well, which I mean, if we're being honest, I can't, I can't really argue against the Jacksonville Jaguars potentially possessing that number one overall pick. So bravo to you there, uh, Matt, but going down to the Buccaneers, what I thought was really interesting is that they are picking number 26th overall. So good news. They made the playoffs, bad news. They don't win the Super Bowl. but James even more interesting than just their position is the fact that the, the New England Patriots were selecting 27th overall, meaning the Buccaneers still, even with Tom Brady making the playoffs, still finish behind the Cam Newton-led New England Patriots. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. Because, well, I don't know if, if that's so much the case as it is, um, you know, when, when they do this draft order, once you're eliminated from the playoffs, of course, it goes by regular season record. And Let's face it, the Patriots have a much easier schedule than the Bucs do as far as their division opponents and their non-divisional opponents. You have the Bucs facing you know, the, the NFC South twice a year, plus the AFC West and the NFC North. I mean, that's, that's not an easy schedule. So, I don't know. I don't think Cam Newton's going to lead the Patriots to the playoffs, but you'd also be hard-pressed to find me say something nice about Cam Newton ever. I'll agree with you there. But James, uh, the moment that you know Buccaneers fans really are caring about is who exactly the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select with that 26 overall pick, their first pick in the 2021 NFL draft. 
and of course, Mr. Valdivinos has the Buccaneers taking offensive tackle Abraham Lucas out of Washington State. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, and and I know you're going to dive into what uh, Valdivinos had to say about the selection, but I I'll just say right now, I would not be surprised in the least if the Bucks went tackle in back-to-back years as far as their their draft is concerned and you know you're you're looking to get two bookend offensive linemen for the next couple of years Donovan Smith has been good not great um and is due a lot of money so you know it wouldn't be the the worst idea in the world to bring in another offensive tackle maybe you slide Tristan Wirfs over to the left side Lucas is playing on the right I, I'm not sure how that would go but yeah this selection would not surprise me in the least it's a Tuesday edition here of the Locked on Bucks podcast, and we are talking mock draft. Yeah, we're talking mock draft. Uh, Matt Valdivinos did a, uh, a three-round 2021 mock draft for ProFootballNetwork.com. And um, yeah, David, the, the selection of Abraham Lucas, the offensive tackle out of Washington State, I mean, I, I know Valdivinos explained it pretty well, but but before you dive into that, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, kind of like what you touched on there at the end of segment one. I mean, you know, we probably have some listeners here kind of like, why are we talking about this? And I will tell you right now why we're talking about this is because, James, you and I are both football geeks in the way that that all Madden franchise mode fans are football geeks and that half the fun of the NFL, half the fun of, of covering this game and this sport is not just what's happening today and on the field in this season, but it's also what does it mean for the future? Like, what does Cam Newton leaving the Carolina Panthers mean for now the Teddy Bridgewater-led Carolina Panthers, et cetera, et cetera? And this kind of hits a nerve on that on that thing. And, and it brings up a very interesting topic because uh, – which we're going to get to in a minute. But first and foremost, like you said, Donovan Smith, I mean, drafting offensive tackle, Buccaneers fans have been pounding the table for the Buccaneers to spend high draft capital on the offensive line for years and they finally did so by drafting Tristan Wirfs in the first round of the 2020 NFL draft. So for me, seeing them do it again and go off and tackle again in 2021 doesn't necessarily ring as, as all that odd, even though it might to the general NFL fan seeing that, it might seem odd. But knowing this team and kind of what their draft history has been in the state of their offensive line, it really isn't all that odd. And it does bring to question the future of Donovan Smith. Of course, Donovan Smith owed. $14.25 million in 2021 on his latest contract extension that he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All of that money, James, penalty-free. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers decide to move on from Donovan after this season, they're completely free of any money. There's no dead cap space, no nothing. And that's extremely important going into 2021 when you consider that pretty much everybody is expecting the salary cap next year to shrink, not rise like it usually does because of the impact of having little to no fans in the stadium having, you know, the no preseason. I mean, preseason doesn't matter to a lot of people. Preseason still brings in revenue. Not a lot of revenue, not as much as, you know, the regular season or especially the playoffs, but there's still revenue there. So for the NFL living kind of off of those, you know, the, the, the TV rights and, and all that stuff, they're, they're looking to save a little bit of money. And the idea that's going to gone around and is probably going to happen is that the cap is going to be shrunk. And with the Buccaneers having the uh, last I checked anyway, they had the least amount of cap space available in the NFL. I know there's been some moves, so maybe they climbed ahead of one or two teams. But either way, they're bottom five, at least bottom 10 in the NFL in cap space right now. And they've got three 
huge free agents coming up in 2021 and Levante David, Chris Godwin, and Shaquille Barrett. Yeah, and you have to think that Sha- or, uh, Godwin is the slam dunk on question guy that will be back. If you had to pick one of the three, I, I think everybody would say, oh, well, they have to bring back Godwin. But any of these guys walking out the door and signing with a new team and free agency is going to leave a significant gaping hole on, on this roster. You have Levante David, who's been the leader and the constant of this franchise since 2012. You have Shaq Barrett, who's coming off of a league-leading season as far as sacks are concerned. Coming back on the franchise tag, if he turns around and does it again, how do you let that guy walk out the door? How can you look a a person who leads the NFL in sacks in back-to-back years and say, sorry, we can't afford you? Like, this is a very difficult situation for Jason Light and Bruce Arians to have to navigate once we get into the the offseason. I realize we're talking months down the road. But these are things that have to be considered. You know, yeah, this season is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting. But there are major, major decisions coming down the pipeline that need to be addressed, need to be talked about, need to be put in the consciousness of Buccaneers fans that Levante David could be gone. Chris Godwin could be gone. Shaq Barrett could be gone. That's huge for a team that's in a all-in mode. Yeah, and and I'll tell you, I'm not going to necessarily disagree with you that Chris Godwin is kind of a slam dunk pick, but I mean, like you also said, you kind of went through there. I mean, Shaquille Barrett, you know, if if he comes through and has another defensive player of the year, MVP, you know, Pro Bowl, All-Pro type performance off the franchise tag, how do you really justify uh, moving on from him, Levante David. I mean, he's he's been on this roster for so long. I mean, he's you know he's he's back wearing the uniform he started wearing, just a modern update of it because he's been with the team so long. How you know he finally you know finally you get this team to the postseason. Finally, Levante David, after all of his years toiling in Tampa and being underrated and not having attention, you know he gets, he gets to spend one year in the Tampa or uh, the Tampa the Tampa Brady uh, spotlight, and then you know next thing you know he's a free agent going out there signing with a competitor somewhere. I mean, you can really do the same thing for all three teams. And listen, I put a poll, I put a poll up on the Locked On Bucks Twitter account shortly before we started recording. It's going to run for the next 24 hours. So as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on Tuesday on the day it publishes, there's probably still time for you to go vote. I don't feel I don't I don't envy any of you having to make the vote. And James, you and I are going to kind of solidify our picks if we're Jason Light on who we would go with. But the Buccaneers may be in a situation, and this is a little bit of doomsday, right? But the Buccaneers might find themselves in a situation where they have to go ahead and select one of these guys and pick who is the most critical to this team to keep uh, moving forward because then they're going to have to replace the other ones with draft picks. And again, Matt's, uh, Matt Valdovino's mock draft was three rounds long, right? We haven't talked about the next two picks. We're going to do that at the end of this episode and kind of say, you know, see if we can kind of paint a picture into where Matt at least thinks the Buccaneers might go in this discussion. But until then, before we get to that, I want us to get to that point. And already we've got a response, James. Uh, Africa, it's at Africa the Rebel on Twitter, has already commented on that poll and said, this is unfair. It's like picking a favorite child out of your children. And I mean, 
I, I can't think of a better way to put it really. I, and I've got three kids, so this really hits home because there's three Bucks players we're talking about, and I've got three kids. You tell me to pick one of the three and then let the other two walk out of my life forever, you know, I mean, that's a little bit more dramatic than what we're talking about the Bucks. But, you know, that's kind of the feel that you have of it. I can't tell you as much as my knee-jerk reaction probably would be Chris Godwin. One, he's younger. Two, he's got, you know, well, he's got more career. That's kind of one and the same. But at the same time, you take away a guy like Chris Godwin, you have Mike Evans, and you have Mike Evans out there by himself. There's really no heir apparent to that number two wide receiver spot. Whereas if you lose Shaq, at least you have JPP. JPP, by the way, for any Buccaneer fans out there talking about, well, you just let JPP go use that money to sign Shaq. That's great. Except that Jason Pierre-Paul is guaranteed a little over $12 million in 2021. Five million of that is dead cap space. So if you release Jason Pierre-Paul, you only actually save a little over $7 million. So let's say you save $7 million and then you sign Shaq to $16 million. Okay, that's a $9 million or that's a $9 million difference. Without $5 million dead cap, you're basically paying Shaquille Barrett $21 million for 2021 in a season that is a shortened, that has a shrunken down salary cap. I mean, I love Shaq Barrett. I mean, James, is there any way that Shaq Barrett, so if that's the situation, the Buccaneers say, release JPP, save a little bit of that cap space, carry that dead money, swing it over to Shaq Barrett, and you essentially end up paying Shaq $21 million in his base salary and that $5 million penalty. Is there a season that Shaq Barrett can have that you can justify making that pick or making that signing? And before anybody gets too crazy, in August of 2020? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I think if Shaq was going to get that level of money, he would have already gotten a long-term extension. Like they, money would have been no issue. They're, they're not going to spend that kind of, of cap space on, on Shaq Barrett. I just, I don't see that happening at all. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to justify that in, in any sense. And I realize that we're coming to the, the end of JPP's career and, and we're probably not going to see Indominus and Sue back next season. And, yeah, there are guys that are going to – I mean, Gronk. We haven't even talked about Gronk. He's only here on a one-year deal because he's finishing the uh, he's finishing the contract that he had with the New England Patriots. So there's a chance that he may not come back. So there are guys that are going to leave. But, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see the Bucs shelling out $21 million a year for Shaq Barrett. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard, you know. I mean, again, you know, if Shaq uh, – like, honestly, the best thing that could happen to the Buccaneers, to be quite honest with you, is that Shaquille Barrett comes out, has modest tackle numbers, has maybe seven or eight sacks because then maybe you can get him to resign for a very modest number. Maybe you can get him to resign for a modest number, you know. And, I mean, you don't wish it upon a guy, of course, but maybe that does allow you the opportunity to, to release a guy like JPP, save some of that cap space, roll it over to Shaq Barrett. But now that $5 million cap hit – you're you're able to do this a little bit better. You're able to swallow that a little bit easier. Uh, but then you move on to Levante David. I mean, Levante David, he, he, it's not just an emotional thing. It's not just a fan favorite thing. Like Levante David has legitimately been one of the best off-ball linebackers in the National Football League. I mean, he played outside linebacker for quite a big chunk of his of his career, but he was still kind of you know better off in reacting to the run versus penetrating and more in, in coverage and, and causing fumbles and all that stuff. He's still he's still one of the best linebackers in his generation. He's still been one of the linebackers since he entered the National Football League. So how do you just say goodbye to a guy like Levante David, even if you are keeping you know an All Pro caliber wide receiver, or do you you know I mean there's really no right answer because you're either hoping that Chris Godwin doesn't have the strong season 
to follow up his his strong season last year. They're therefore dropping his you know his uh, his bargaining power a little bit more to closer to the floor. But if Chris Godwin comes out has another thousand yard season, nine or ten touchdowns with Tom Brady, I mean his value is going to go through the roof. And you almost kind of wonder if Chris Godwin might price himself out of Tampa to where they can't afford to to, to re-sign him just because of the amount of cap space they're not going to have. Because like you said, uh, you brought it up, you know, and Dominican Sue is on a one-year deal right now. He's he's essentially not coming back next year. Like the way that the Buccaneers cap space is now, and I know a wise man named Gil Arcia once told us, James, don't worry about cap space. But you have to kind of worry about cap space a little bit when you're talking about having a, you know, one of the league's worst cap space situations in the NFL right now on top of a potentially shrinking NFL salary cap in 2021. You got to kind of worry a little bit, at least, I think. Um, so I almost wonder if Chris Wilden's gonna 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 price himself out. But I mean, all things being equal, if you get if you get Shaq Barrett and you get Levante David, you get Chris Godwin, and you get the best of all three guys in 2020, right? The Buccaneers make the playoffs according to these mock draft numbers. They end up getting eliminated in the divisional round, which is gonna hurt. But hey, your your Tampa Bay Buccaneers got you a divisional playoff game to watch in January of 2021. So you know something worth celebrating, right? But James, I'm going to put you on the spot, and then I'll give you my answer as well. I mean, after we've talked about all this stuff, do you still you already kind of answered it? But I want to see if your answer is still as solid as it was. You can only you you draft you draft this young guy out of Washington State. You released Donovan Smith, so you've netted about ten million dollars in cap space, depending on how much the rookie wave scale pays that 26 overall pick on top of the the money that you're saving from Donovan. Which of these three Buccaneers are you keeping, given the chance to only keep one? I still think it's Chris Godwin. I do. Yeah, and so do I, to be quite honest with you. Like, I just, I just do. I mean, e- even if you lose Shaquille Barrett, you still have JPP on the other side. You've still got Vita Vea up front. You know, Will Golston, you know, uh, we'll see kind of how he does and what he does. And you've still got some talent behind those guys that maybe they develop, maybe they don't. Um, but then you have the, other, the later parts of the draft, of course, which we're going to get to here in a second. Levante David, I mean, it almost kind of reminds me of O.J. Howard, Cam Brate situation where when O.J. Howard was drafted, what did we all say? Well, there goes Cam Brate being tied in number one. Now he's tied in number three. I mean, he's being paid quite well to be tied in number three, but he's still tied in number three. And, you know, not saying that when Devin White was selected, you go, oh, well, there goes Levante David. But, I mean, it almost kind of seems like it's going to be on that, that, that slope. Having a guy like Devin White, if Devin White comes out and gives you kind of the best of what we saw last year, maybe even a little bit better in his second season, makes it a little bit easier to swallow the pill of losing a guy like Levante David. Whereas like we already kind of talked about, if you lose Chris Godwin, I mean, who's, who's stepping into that role? That's you're, you're having to, to draft someone. Yeah. There isn't, there isn't a player on the roster that can step in and, and fill that role. And now you're, you're talking about spending more draft capital to, to replace someone who is already on the cusp of, of elite. Talking way too early about the 2021 NFL draft here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. And yeah, James, you and I, we, we, I mean, we saw this topic. I wrote about it for BucksNation.com. It's up this morning on the website for you guys to kind of go read, read the entire mock draft there that Matt did. Because again, it's not just a Buccaneers mock draft. It's an entire NFL three-round mock draft. A lot of work done by him. So even if you think it's, you know, so soon that it's not worth your time, trust me, it's worth your time. Because I mean, James, I don't know about you, but this is, you know, this has got our brain juices flowing as far as what we might see with the Buccaneers in 2021. And it, I mean, unfortunately, it's really not all that good of news. So hopefully we have a nice, good news filled 2020 to keep us happy until these answers ultimately have to be uh, discovered. But kind of giving a look behind the curtain and into what Mr. Valdivinos is thinking, 
In the second round, he has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting Michigan edge Aiden Hutchinson. And in the third round, he has them taking Georgia linebacker Monty Rice. So, James, what do you think about that? An edge rusher in the second round, an off-ball linebacker in the third. Sounds to me like he would also keep Chris Godwin out of the three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, you know, that's just kind of the situation that that we find ourselves in. I mean, and granted, you know, uh, Matt, he covers the Redskins for Pro Football Network specifically. So, I mean, how much thought did he really do into all 32 teams? I don't know. You'd have to ask him. And unfortunately, we didn't think to have him on the show to answer that question himself. Uh, we actually probably could. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, oh, we probably shouldn't invite him onto the show. But, you know, you get that second round edge. Listen, Aiden Hutchinson, I'm not a fan of anybody wearing blue or blue and maize. But once he puts on, you know, the Buccaneers colors, then I'll hope that he has a very successful NFL career. If he's a second round worthy edge defender, you know, this time next year. I mean, we, we've all seen mock drafts from years and years ago uh, that, you know, that don't or from early on in, in the preseason that don't, you know, hash that don't mesh out with what's happening in, in today's world. You know, Trevor Lawrence is a, a lockdown number one pick right now, but this time next year and come next April, he could be, you know, the third quarterback on most people's boards, depending on how the college football season pans out, if it pans out. Um, but yeah, you see that. You see an edge taking the second round, an off-ball linebacker taking the third round. I mean, Devin White in a third round off-ball linebacker playing next to him. Can you see that happening for the Buccaneers? Yeah, you can. And it keeps a lot of their solid defense in place. Their offense is still intact because you come back. Maybe Rob Gronkowski is gone, but O.J. Howard is one year more experienced, one year with Rob Gronkowski smarter. Cam Brate potentially still with the team on a much lower price tag because he hasn't uh, been you know, necessarily playing up to his salary, not necessarily because of his own fault, just because kind of the system and then again being buried in the tight end depth chart. But it all makes sense, James. Yeah, I mean, it all seems to fit in line. I just, I just wonder what – you know, like like Gil always says, don't worry about the salary cap, but what magic spell is Jason like going to come up with to make enough cap room to keep all three of these guys? Yeah, that that is what, what remains to be seen. I would say you're likely looking at keeping two. Uh, and who knows, maybe you're maybe you're franchise tagging Shaq again in order to make this all work. But yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky, it's gonna be difficult. And um yeah, I don't I don't envy Jason Light at all. So, so let me ask you this before we get out of here, James, real quick, because you just kind of brought this up. So the Buccaneers can keep two. I feel like you're, you're probably right. I feel like they can work and, you know, massage the salary cap a little bit and, and move some money here and pass some money down the line here, kick the can down the road, as it were. If you can keep two out of the three, who's the third guy left in the cold? Who's the third guy leaving? That's tough. I would, I would guess Shaq Barrett because of the price tag but yeah I mean I don't I don't see Levante David ever playing in another uniform I think they would find a way to make something happen there but yeah that's I would say probably Shaq Barrett strictly based on what he could potentially command on the free agent market yeah, and I'm thinking the same thing. So we're on the same page here for this entire episode, basically. So uh, a special shout-out there to Matt Valdivinos of the Pro Football Network for getting our juices flowing and our thought processes going here in the preseason. A little bit, like I said, a little bit uh, too far out, potentially. But, hey, it's on the horizon. It's coming faster than, than anybody knows. So something to start putting your thought. You can guarantee that Jason Light, at least in some shape, way, shape, or form, has already started putting some thought into that exact situation. Uh, of course, James – some of this may be not going to matter or significantly get impacted if we have no college football season 
right? And I think that's something that we are going to be talking about on tomorrow's episode. Yeah, it's the draft could be interesting to non-existent, depending on how on how things shake out. But yeah, we'll have to dive into that a little bit tomorrow because we are up against the clock. So please check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Send us your voicemails. Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Root on the lightning at 3 o'clock against those freaking Blue Jackets. Also, if you're the praying sort, pray that Victor Hedman's okay. kind of need him. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.